Yo, yo, welcome to Footy with Q, episode one. I'm so happy that I'm doing this. I'm so happy you guys are here to listen. I appreciate you all. I just want to put it out there. This is my third time recording this episode because every single time I've recorded it, I end up pressing delete instead of save. Why do they put the delete button next to the save button? Why can't they put them for anyway? So I'm going to start things off by giving a major shout out to my Canadian boy who just signed a nice contract extension till 2025 with Bayern Munich. This is none other than Alfonso Davies. Comes from Ontario, but he played his footy over in Edmonton. Now he's out in Munich playing for Bayern. Unreal. And he's been putting on a display. I don't know if you guys have been watching, but this guy's really good. Really good. And honestly, I might see Bayern sell David Alaba or maybe convert him to a right back or something. Move Kimmich around just to get this guy more minutes. He's that good. He's the type of player you want in your starting lineup. And I think he's going to be there. So mad love to you, brother. Keep making Canadians proud. Really, he's taking on the torch, right? He's taking on the torch for Canadian football. We had we had Christine St. Clair holding it down. We all love her. We all appreciate her. She is our hero when it comes to this sport. And she's really been the only one from the, I know in history. So to have a, someone to take the torch from her and continue this kind of pride in Canadian football is super amazing for us as a nation. You got to love it. You got to love that he's playing top level football and you got to love that he's TikTok famous. I don't know how this came from. I don't know if you guys follow him on TikTok. I do. He's hilarious. Such a funny dude. So down to earth. So, so comical. So even if he wasn't a star footy player, I'm proud of him for being a, a star on TikTok. Good for you, man. Keep it up. Keep making the country proud. And you know what, guys? If you haven't gotten a chance to see him play, you will get one soon because the Bundesliga is back. That's right. Dermy just announced that their league is coming back in a couple weeks. And I'm pretty excited about it. Now, as a citizen of the world, I think. It's kind of irresponsible because there's going to be a lot of travel and, you know, sure, let's say the games are played behind closed doors. You don't know where these certain players are coming from, where they've been, who they've interacted with, and then they start interacting with one another. It can get real ugly real quick. So I don't think it's the most responsible thing in the world, but as a footy fan, I'm going to ignore that side and I'm just going to ride this out and I'm going to appreciate watching footy again. Because I've been watching a lot of old episodes. Episodes? What's wrong with me? I've been watching a lot of old games. And yes, they're fun. But the thing is, you watch you watch a historical game four or five times. It starts getting boring. Right? Historical games, a lot of people don't watch historical games because, well, if you know the outcome, it kind of takes away from the excitement. But there's still things you can see, right? You can watch the tactics. You can watch for certain players. But again, by the fourth, fifth time, you've seen everything there is to see. There isn't much else to analyze. So 
I'm really excited to get some live footy back. This will be super exciting, especially because of the talents in the German league, right? There's a lot of young guys, Joshua Kimmich, the guy I just mentioned, Alfonso Davies, um, Leon Goretzka. All these guys play for Bayern, ironically. But, you know, you go over to Dortmund, you got guys like Haaland and, and Jaden Sancho who are just killing it, right? There's a lot of other talent around the league. Schalke has a good young team. Werder Bremen, Wolfsburg, all these guys have good young talent. So it'll be fun, I think. It'll it'll give them a really good opportunity to showcase their talent. And being from this side of the world, we're usually drawn to the EPL. We A lot of people kind of will watch the highlights of the other leagues, but they don't watch full games. They don't get an opportunity, especially with the timing being weird. A lot of their games are mid-afternoon. You know, Sunday at 2, 3 p.m., you're probably busy doing stuff. So makes things a little bit more difficult. So now you got nothing to do. You have nowhere to go. So you're going to be watching a lot of German soccer, and I promise you, you will appreciate it. Look out for my boys in the German league, Red Bull, Leipzig. I'll probably get a lot of hate for that, but I've been following the team for a while. I like a lot of their players, so that's just the team I stuck with. No, I don't rep them like I do Barca, but apparently my friends always say, you have to have a team per league. If I have to, that's my team for the German league. So let's see what they can do this year. I think it'll be fun. Make sure to tune in. And honestly, we just we just got to appreciate that we're getting footy back. Except, except in the Netherlands, apparently, where these guys just gave up on their league. Entirely just dismissed it. Now, Zayek went on this rant about how he thinks the reason they didn't get, like Ajax didn't get crowned champions is because of the points in the league, right? So they have the same amount of points as AZ. So he thinks that the league is just not announcing a winner because it's unfair because two teams are tied in first for points. But we've seen that before, right? I guarantee you every United fan knows what I'm talking about because there was that crazy Aguero goal that gave City the same amount of points. But guess what? There's tiebreakers called goal difference. And Ajax wins the goal difference, right? AZ wins head-to-head, but the Netherlands doesn't go by head-to-head for a second tiebreaker. Their, their tiebreaker is goal difference, and Ajax was up. So if that is the reason, I think... I think I think they need to rethink it because that doesn't sound right. If that isn't the reason, give us the reason. You know what I mean? If you're gonna give us, if you're gonna take away the rest of the league and upset a bunch of fans and players, give some sort of justification. You know, they may not agree. We don't have to agree, but at least if there's some sort of justifications, we'd be like, you know what? That's reasonable. I can respect that. Right now, they're just offering nothing. They're just saying, no, it's just canceled. And I'm curious, what are they gonna do in their history books? Just forget the year ever happened what are we just gonna you know grab snowball six and pretend it's snowball two again shout out my simpsons guys who understand that reference but you know you can't just cheat the system like that there's there's just gonna be a gap year just give it to ajax they've been playing great they're a good team and they've showed it this year give them the trophy it doesn't it doesn't take anything away from anyone just give them the trophy they deserve it literally no one else could be upset what is the second place, third place team going to be upset? Oh, they gave him the trophy even though the year. Yeah, there was a giant pandemic, a global pandemic. We had to cancel the year, so we gave it 
the, we gave the trophy to the first place team. That's the, how are you going to argue that? I, I don't, I don't see how you can argue that. You know, if it was, if it was MLS where there's a playoff round, like, you know, this, the, the league tables around Robin to get into the playoffs and then there's a knockout stage. Okay. I get it. You can't give it to the first place team. Cause we've seen upsets before, but this isn't like that. This is purely league table. This isn't champions league, right? This is league table. Give them the trophy, call it a day, end it, let them go happy. Let the players be happy and let half that team move on to other teams. Cause they all got bought. You know, this is, I think you're taking away a lot from Ajax, which is super unfair. And I genuinely don't think they'll be playing at this level for a long while because everyone jumped ship. Or I feel like most jumped ship or are about to jump ship. So I don't know what's going on there. It's weird, but again, give us a reason. Maybe we'll respect it. Now, the the other leagues are thinking about doing some private training sessions. And not too sure I understand the point of it. It's not like we went through a transfer market where there's new players. They're the same players, right? So the chemistry is still there or should be because you'd think these guys are calling and checking up on each other. So the friendships, the camaraderie is, is still there from far apart. And the play is going to be similar. It's just, you're playing with the same guy. It's not like you have to incorporate someone new. And you can't sit here and tell me these guys aren't staying fit, right? Like Manchester United came out and said, our nutritionist is calling the players, checking up on the players, making sure their diets are still good and that they're still staying in shape. That you got to respect that, right? And then they said that their trainers are also calling and checking in and doing FaceTime workouts with the team. And some of them are group workouts and just keeping these guys fit and, and active. Thing is, when you're playing at this high level, you're probably a football junkie. You're probably staying active, right? We've, we have these guys on Instagram. We see their backyards. A lot of them have football pitches in their backyards. A lot of them have little kids. And you can't sit here and tell me they're not kicking the ball around with their children. Can't tell me they're not doing drills in their backyard. We're seeing it. We're seeing it. So I don't think this private training session is necessary. I think it's setting a bad example because a lot of these players are role models to a lot of youth. And I think it's much more important to set an example for the youth in saying that, listen, things are going to go back to normal eventually. But for the time being, we can't push our luck, right? We need to stay doing what we're doing. We can't just put an asterisk and be like, oh, but, oh, but, oh, but. No. Just keep your distance. Set that example. Keep doing these online toilet paper challenges. It's fun. People are liking it. It's getting the, the people engaged with their fans. And it's really setting the example of, hey, if these guys who I respect so much and admire are playing by the rules, I should play by the rules. That's how I see this thing, right? So that's my view on it. I don't think it's necessary to go back to it. But, you know, there's a lot of pressure from the from the up tops and you can't really argue with those guys. So. Whatever they do, I hope they do it in a safe way. And if they do do it, although I will be questioning it through and through the whole time, a part of me will be excited because I just miss footy. Again, I, I miss it so much. When I'm doing my workouts at home, I put the Champions League anthem on regularly. 
and I will work out to it because I miss Champions League footy. So if it does come back, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and deny that a part of me won't be excited. But anyway, so recently an article came out from 442 and it ranked the top 10 goalkeepers in the world right now. Now, I don't really like rankings like this, but this one makes sense to me because it's all the same it's all the same position and it's all the current era. So I think this type of comp- comparison I can respect and I can acknowledge, but I'm not going to really talk too much about the top 10. I'm just going to talk about the top three right now where they put Ter Stegen at third, Adison Becker at second, and then Jan Oblak at first. So I read the article, looked at their reasoning why, and I was like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's fair. That makes sense. You know, I've been keeping up with this year and last year, and Jan Oblak's been killing it. But apparently, a lot of people had a lot of disagreements. So I started reading through the comments. And there was a lot of hate. And here's the thing. A lot of the hate was coming from Liverpool fans and Liverpool fans only. Almost everybody was in agreement. One guy even said that he would put Ter Stegen at second because he's been playing better than than Alisson. I'm not going to touch that because... That's going to be, I'll put my bias in there and I promised you guys an unbiased podcast. So I'm not going to touch that, but you know, a lot of people were in agreement. Yeah. Jan Oblak goes first. That's normal, whatever. A bunch of Liverpool fans were hating a lot. And here's the thing. I respect Liverpool fans because they're so prideful. They love their club. You know, we all do, but no one loves their club like Liverpool fans do. And to all my Liverpool boys, take a step back, take a step back and address it. Yeah. Alisson has a Champions League. Yes, he has that weird new award for best keeper in the world that they just handed, randomly created and handed to him. I don't, I don't mess with these awards. I think they're super weird. There, there's too many to keep up with. The, the voting system doesn't really make much sense to me. So I'm, I'm, I'm off that. I don't care about that award. I'm not even going to address it as something that puts him above the rest because I again from an objective sense a lot of these awards the voting does not make rational sense and that's that's just a general thing I have about all these a lot of these FIFA awards anyway so he has a Champions League but does he have the Champions League or does Liverpool have the Champions League Liverpool they have a solid back four they have arguably the best wing backs arguably the best center back in the world right now so you get this keeper who's a good keeper. I'm not going to take that away from him. And then pair him with a solid back four. Yeah, his life's going to be easy. He's going to be able to show off some skill. I remember uh, seeing a picture of a billboard. And it was in, I think it was in the early 90s. And it was a picture of the Italian national team's back four. And the billboard read, Italy's goalkeeper, the easiest job in the world. Yes. Alisson has a pretty easy job. I'm going to be honest right now. He has to make a couple routine saves and he's golden. Right? So, I was like, all right, a lot of people are showing some hate. Let me address this. Let me look into it. So, I looked into it. What if I told you that in every single stat category, Oblak's numbers are better? He has a better clean sheet percentage, 
more saves, more saves per game. Goals against average is better. Goals per 90 minutes is better. Goals allowed in total over the last two years is better. So I I don't see it. I don't see why Alisson deserves to be first. Again, keep in mind, there's just a 4-4-2 article, but I don't get it. I don't get it, and I need someone to explain it to me. I might be missing something. Maybe I'm being a hater, but I genuinely don't show hate towards Alisson. I actually like him. I think he's a good keeper. I just think Oblak is better based on what I'm seeing. You know what I mean? And and the thing is, if you're not, you're always going to defend your team, right? Your Atletico is always going to say, oh, no, Jan Oblak is better, right? And Liverpool is going to say Alisson is better. But to my guys who are kind of in the middle and indifferent, you know, what do you guys think? What do you think? And if you think Jan Oblak isn't better than Alisson, please message me on Instagram. Handle is at footy with Q. Shoot me a message and just explain to me why you think Alisson is better. Because I want to talk about it. And unfortunately, in this pandemic, I have no one to talk about it with on this podcast. It's just me here. Someone explain it to me. Because... When I see a keeper who's putting up significantly better numbers than another keeper, then I'm inclined to think that he's better, right? It does not, isn't that just rational logic? Doesn't that make sense? I don't know. Anyway, please, if, if you think I'm wrong, please shoot me a message. Explain it to me. Let's chat. Another head-to-head I want to talk about, and it's going to be quick because I don't really, I don't really like addressing this. So... A lot of my buddies found out about this podcast and they said, hey, you should you should talk about this whole Ronaldo versus Messi. And I'm over it. I don't care. Listen, some people prefer Ronaldo. Some people prefer Messi. It depends what you as an individual look at in the game. Right? If you admire a player to have the aspects that Ronaldo does, then you're going to be more shifted towards saying Ronaldo's the better player. And if you like, you know, the the part of the game that Messi plays better, you're going to you're going to be a Messi fan and you're going to say Messi's better. And I promise you that you're never going to change someone's mind. So I will tell you right now, even though I'm a Barca boy, I prefer Ronaldo to Messi. Do I still show Messi love? Yeah, I have to. He's my boy. He's he's literally saved so many Barca seasons and I respect him. I respect him so much. I have his jersey from when he wore number 19. That was back in 07. Right? So I'm not a fan per se of the guy, but I'm not going to deny the fact that he's an all-time great. And I think a lot of the messy guys can't deny that Ronaldo's an all-time great. So instead of sitting here and arguing and trying to change someone's mind whose mind isn't going to be changed, sit back Enjoy what they're doing respectively and be appreciative. Be appreciative that you live in an era where you get to see these two Titans battle it out. And and the thing is, for so many years, we got to see them battle in the same league. You know how amazing that is? You know how many times I sat watching El Clasicos and I'm like, wow, we really get to see Ronaldo and Messi face off against one another? Obviously, I'm rooting for my Barca boys, but you know, the footy junkie in me just is just appreciative that we get to watch these great teams and these great players just battle it out. So 
I don't really have much to say. I'm not going to pick a player. Thing is, when I'm comparing players, I, I prefer to compare players who play the same position. It's easier to do that. These guys don't play the same position. What are you going to tell me? They're both forwards? Okay. That's sure. That's an area of the pitch. They play in the forward. Okay. What position are they? They play two different positions. So I don't think it makes sense to compare the two. I think it's unfair to have this debate. I think we all just need to sit back, appreciate that we're watching two of the best players because we got lucky. We don't see this often. You know what I mean? It's not often we get to see one guy break a record and then a year later, the other guy breaks it. And then the next year, the other guy breaks it. That, that doesn't happen in footy. You know, it's happening now with these two greats. And the thing is, they're entering their, their 30s now, their mid-30s. And that's usually when careers start to dwindle down and and retirement or MLS is in the picture. So just show some love to both guys. They're both going to go down as great histories. And if you prefer one guy over the other, that's that's fine. That's fine. Don't try to force, you know, a lot of people try to force Messi on me. I'm like, listen, the more you force him on me, the more I want to hate him. But I don't want to hate him. I just hate his fans because they try to force him on me. Leave me alone. I like Ronaldo. Leave me alone. So, and to my Barca boys who are saying, oh, you're not a, you're not a real Barca boy if you're a Ronaldo fan. First of all, Ronaldo started at Sporting, and then he went to Manchester United, and then he went to Real Madrid, and now he plays for Juventus. So I don't know when he became the symbol of of Madrid. But you know what? My favorite player right now is Gareth Bale, and he plays for Madrid. But guess what? I've been watching him since he played for Southampton. What, are you going to fault me because my player ended up at Real Madrid? They're a big club. They're going to attract – they're going to want to sign and attract the big names. That's how it goes down. You know, I've been a Ronaldo fan since, since the 06 World Cup. That's how it goes down. That's just what it is. Right? I don't choose where my favorite player gets to play. If they happen to play for a rival team, I just don't buy that jersey because I don't want to rep a rival team. But I can be a Barca boy and still like Ronaldo. It's fine. It's not that deep. Anyway, that's my whole position on this debate. So to all my boys who wanted me to address it, I'm sorry if I didn't address it in the way that you wanted me to. But, hey, it's my podcast and it's what you're getting out of me, all right? Anyways, guys, that's it from me. Thank you for listening to episode one. I really, really appreciate you all, and we'll chat soon. Um.